This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Oliver Kemp. Hello, hope you're okay on a very wet start to the week. It's Monday the 9th of August, although the weather seems to have forgotten it's summer at the moment. I'll have more on that in a bit. First today, and not a good weekend for football in Kent, with abuse marring the start of the season. One club chairman has apologised after a Maidstone United player was allegedly racially abused by a spectator. It reportedly happened during their pre-season friendly against Folkestone Invicta on Saturday. The Invicta chairman says everyone at the club is shocked by the nature of the allegations and anyone guilty of racist abuse will be banned for life. Meantime, a man's been arrested following claims of racism towards a Lincoln City player during their draw with Gillingham. A 39-year-old from the town was detained during the match at Priestfield Stadium. He's since been released on bail. And a Sheppey footballer who recently came out as bisexual says he received homophobic abuse during an FA Cup fixture against Tower Hamlets. Jamal Howlett-Mundell tweeted, Comments such as those will not get under my skin or throw me off my game. And I do understand that unfortunately it will happen again. And this is what he said to the Kent Online podcast only last week. Football is football. There's always going to be abuse from fans, from opposition, from uh, opposition management. And as as bad as it sounds, that is part and parcel of the game. You'd, you'd much rather your opposition are not in the best frame of mind. But if you're targeting something personal, then of course that's not acceptable. But also I'm at a stage in my life now where I do really believe that I'm, I'm above entertaining anything negative. It, it's just nothing now it it doesn't mean anything to me um so I think that's why I'm in the best place that I've ever been in do you think it's going to make your game better now that you've kind of got this weight off your shoulders as well yeah 100% 100% because where I'd play before or train before and and be in my shell a little bit now I'm I'm not (laughs) I'm literally not I'm in the happiest space um the happiest mindset I've ever been and I've got a really, really, really strong core of really amazing people around me that I didn't think I'd ever have, to be honest, and and I have. And now my teammates, um, the staff, they're like my family, which I'm so appreciative of. Tower Hamlets have asked for details on which player made the comments, adding, as a club, we want you to feel we do not tolerate this type of action and we'll take this very seriously. Please personally message us. Sheppard United won the game 4-1. Kent Online News. Other top stories today, and two brothers from Medway who tormented young children have avoided being sent to prison. One victim was discovered pinned to a bed with matted hair as the pair believed the youngsters were under the hold of the devil. The 31 and 20-year-olds from Strood and Gillingham admitted child cruelty. They've been given suspended sentences. There's a warning of flooding in Kent with heavy rainfall set to continue across the county today. Flood alerts have been issued for the River Medway from Forest Road to Penshurst, including Ashurst. It could mean low-lying land and roads nearby could be affected. It's hoped a new medical school in Kent will help tackle the shortage of doctors in the county. 
Work's underway to build accommodation for 145 students and trainee doctors, along with teaching buildings at Tunbridge Wells Hospital. It'll welcome the first intake of students in September 2022. Miles Scott is the chief executive of Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells NHS Trust. We're all looking forward to getting back to normal and really moving forward. And the arrival of the medical school in Kent couldn't have happened at a better time. Uh, and I'm just delighted that at MTW we're going to play an important role in, in getting the, the medical school to go forward. Now some people might say, you know, why not put the money into the you know, existing hospitals already? So what benefits will this bring to the, to the area? So the new medical school will quite simply provide doctors for the future, but importantly it will mean that the doctors of the future are being trained here in Kent. Um, and what that means is they're more likely to stay and work here in Kent. Kent has some of the lowest numbers of doctors per head of population of anywhere in England. So we desperately need more doctors um, and the new medical school being based here means that we'll not only train people but we'll also hopefully retain them and employ them after they've completed their training. Greg Clark is the area's MP. It's fantastic news to, to have a medical school in Kent is great for the whole county uh, but to have the students working in the Tunbridge Wells Hospital here uh, and of course at Maidstone but living uh, on the site so they'll be part of the community and I hope that quite a few of them will fall in love with living in Tunbridge Wells and want to stay and make their careers here. And you know, you've already got a hospital serving the, the people in your area, but to have you know, these extra students, potential extra doctors serving in the area, it must be quite you know, exciting for it. It's very exciting. Um, many of us campaigned long and hard to get the fantastic hospital that we have here at Pembury. And the next step is it becoming a teaching hospital, which it now is, and to have medical students learning here. And of course, what we know about medical students uh, is that they learn by doing. So we'll have access to, uh, to some really bright, the next generation uh, of medical students working in our hospital, helping treat my constituents uh, as patients. You can watch KMTV's report on this story on Kent tonight from 5.30 this evening. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street, Maidstone. It's emerged Uni of Kent students threw fireworks at buildings and took drugs on the playing fields of a private school in Canterbury. Emails seen by KMFM show undergraduates repeatedly trespassed on the grounds of St Edmunds where bosses were forced to bring in extra security to watch the site at night. In a joint statement, the school and uni say the problems have been quickly resolved and they continue to work constructively with each other. An exclusive over-25s party organised in a Kent village has been given the go-ahead, despite complaints from residents about last year's event. Noise, litter and rowdiness have been among concerns about the Swan Social, but police have approved this year's event and a minimum of 18 security guards will be hired for the day. Police believe three out of four crashes they went to in one day in Sevenoaks could be linked to drink driving. Officers were called to three collisions in the town yesterday and one in nearby Edenbridge. They say arrests have been made in relation to the two of the incidents. The Red Arrows have put on a stunning display over Folkestone. Thousands gathered as the RAF aerobatic display team visited the town yesterday. You can see pictures and video at kentonline.co.uk. Ed Sheeran still number one on the Kent Top 40 with Alex and Numi on our sister radio station KMFM. It's the sixth week for his new song Bad Habits. 
and a footballer from Kent is joining Love Island. Aaron Simpson, who used to play for Maidstone United and Dover Athletic, will enter the villa alongside medical student Priya Gopaldas. The 24-year-old says he's looking for a long-lasting relationship. Kent Online Sport. The remaining Kent athletes in Tokyo are returning home following the end of the Olympics. Team GB finished fourth in the medal table with 65 in total. Over the weekend, Orpington's Joe Chung became modern pentathlon champion. He says he's banished a demon from Rio 2016. Well, obviously I had that great last run with El Gendi, the Egyptian lad. Um, and like sort of just down that sort of 150 metre last straight, I knew he, was, he wasn't coming back. He was, he was finished and it just like, it was surreal. Like, I, it almost didn't sort of register that I was about to be Olympic champion. So um, when I finally crossed that line, like grabbed the tape, it was just like a huge, just like outburst of, of everything that like everyone goes through, like all the training and sacrifice. And it's just, just an incredible feeling that I, most people will never be able to, to experience. And I was just so lucky to be able to do it. That's kind of sunk in a lot more. Um, and obviously, I was obviously aware that the girls had had such a like fantastic history at the games, but um, I think our squads had so much success in the, in the men's team like outside of the Olympics. Like we've got Jamie Cook, he's won so many World Cup medals, World Champs, Europeans. Uh, Tom Toulis has got World Cup final medal. Like we've all we've all done really well. It's just not the Olympics, so so we don't feel like we're not performing. It's just we've now finally sort of put one down, put a mark on the Olympic stage. It would be unbelievable if we did it twice in a row, wouldn't it? Um, I think just the whole team has been so like supportive. Like back home, there's staff that haven't been able to come out. There's athletes that obviously haven't, haven't made it. And um, it's just that like sort of team bond and the culture of, of performance and friendship that we have that just means that like a happy athlete's a good athlete. And, and amongst, the, amongst the team, we, we, we're just like best mates. And, and I think that's, that's how we have to sort of emulate it if we want to repeat it in Paris. With the Olympics in Tokyo over, attention now turns to the Paralympics, which get underway later this month. Kent's Will Bailey will again be going for gold in the table tennis after becoming champion in Rio five years ago. The 33-year-old from Tunbridge Wells has been thankful for the extra year to prepare after suffering a serious knee injury while on Strictly. And he says he's more than ready after watching the past two weeks of action. I've absolutely loved it, I think. Um been amazing i've been i've been inspired by so many performances from um, from the guys team gb have been incredible and sort of uh, it's sort of expected now isn't it that we're so high up the medal table and um but it's still every time i see the results i just uh, get blown away especially I'm, I'm i train next to boxing so um i've been following their results uh, closely and they've been absolutely incredible as well so it's been brilliant has there been anything that you've been particularly interested in seeing this year? There's been a couple of sports doing that, making their debuts, haven't there, with the skateboarding and the climbing, which I found brilliant. Yeah, the climbing. I, I watched that the other day, and like, I can I can believe it. They were going up the wall in like five, five seconds, under five seconds. I was just like, I was unbelievable, uh, blown away really by that. Um, and also the boxing because of because we train next door to those guys, we see how hard they work and. Um, it's really cool to see so many great results. I think they've got their best ever medal tally. So that was um, that was great to see. Is it nice for you to get the Olympics before you have to compete? Does it kind of get the real, you get the real atmosphere and, and the adrenaline starts yeah. to go already? 100%, yeah. I mean, it's been, my adrenaline's probably been going since Jan January anyway, because you sort of, when you get into that, it's the year of the games. And, um, you know, uh, 
I think uh, I think we're all really up for it, but it does add a little bit of spice to it when you see the venue that you're going to compete in. You know, I've saw the table tennis venue. I've seen players playing massive matches there already, so you can sort of picture yourself there, and and that's really cool actually before it actually happens. So yeah, I'm just so excited. You know, it's what we work every day for. So yeah, can't wait to get out there now. What's the time scale then? Where when are you heading off? Heading up, heading off on Tuesday next week, um, and I'm just um, going to see my family now because I haven't seen them for like three weeks because we've been sort of up in Sheffield, so at the National Centre. So I'm just going home, um, and I'm coming back on Saturday. So literally, I've just seen them all within like one day, and then um, I'm off, and I won't see them again till I come back. But we're full out training and off on next Tuesday and then we, we have like five days until we're we're really competing really so it we're in um we're, we're in serious time now it's uh it's getting so close but it's um it's so exciting as, as I said before it's just it's what you live for as a player you know I've been waiting for this moment for a long time so trying to get out there and do it and the final word from the Olympics has to go to Dartford's Adam Gemily. It might have been a disappointing on the track for the sprinter but he certainly entertained us with this on TikTok Alex, yeet, 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 back we go with John Brownlee. Alex, yeet, 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 joined by Jess and Georgia TV. On the road, in the seat, on the bike, but as a team. Alex, yeet, 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 two great medals for Team GB. Yes! Football and Gillingham opened their new League One season at the weekend with an all-one draw at home to Lincoln City. Midfielder Danny Lloyd equalised for the Jills just before half-time after they conceded early on at Priestfield on Saturday. Here's boss Steve Evans. We played Millwall here in a pre-season game 10 to 12 days ago and both myself and Gary Rowett sat in the office afterwards and we said, pre-season? It's like the FA Cup, fourth round. And it was. The fans were back in, the atmosphere was humdinging, the tackles were humdinging. And that resembled that today. I think it was two teams that badly wanted to win. Lincoln wanted to get away with a, away to a great start. They got away to a great start, in fairness. And they were the one much better than us for 20 minutes. And then I think we, we suddenly realised that we, we had to work harder as a team and smart is probably a better word. And then I think we got up to half-time, we got the goal. Possibly should have got in in front because I don't remember another Lincoln chance. I think second half, both teams have had two or three half chances each. I think we've dominated the play. They're playing on the counter and that's where their chances come from. But I think the big the big chance that Vidane Oliver gets, Vidane normally takes him bread and butter chances. Um, but he didn't. But I just said to him, don't get frustrated. He said very few minutes in pre-season. The kid was badly affected with COVID. He's getting back to it now. And um, so I got away a little bit disappointed, um, but very proud of the players. We've got... We've got four academy players on our bench today that could have played for the youth team this morning. We've got 14 senior players and we're trying to compete with, you see the size of the clubs in the league, but we're, as a management team, we're just going to get organised and disciplined and fight for everything and see where we go. I think we've still got the players running full full of energy at the end. We made the changes to try and win the game. I introduced Cario, I introduced Ben Reeves, I introduced a young academy uh, boy who just said he's first year professional deal. Yeah, it's less than less than it cost me. Probably fill my car up twice, um, but it, it, that's what we have to do at the minute. So we have to find a way of being able to um, to try and get energy onto the pitch, and that's what we tried. So we got we disappointed, but at the same time we recognise Lincoln City are going to challenge for sure. They're full of good players. We're, for me, a fantastic coach. So from that point, and a fantastic man. So from that point of view, um, we'll go away and we've we've got a point, and we'll try and build on it next Saturday. 
Their next league game is away at Plymouth Argyle. Tomorrow they're in Carabao Cup action against Crawley Town. In cricket, it was another defeat for Kent in the one-day cup. The Spitfires remain bottom of the Group A table after being beaten by six wickets at Beckenham against Hampshire yesterday. Thanks for listening to us on today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. BlueButterfly.co.uk.